everybody. We are on a, another fantastic episode of Blowing Bubbles. Um, it is I, um, Kyle, co-founder of Blowing Bubbles, and I am alongside... Rebecca, CEO of Blowing Bubbles. <laughs> last, last podcast, <laughs> Becca declared that she was the owner of Blowing Bubbles, so she's the founder and I will be... From here on in, known as the co-founder. Mm. Right now, I'm just enjoying this lovely Tuesday, ni- Monday night. Monday night. Monday yeah. night. It is July 7th. I mean, it's July 6th. Sorry. Tomorrow's July 7th. And uh, tonight, Jeez. we're just... What? What's wrong? You're already on Tuesday. You're already on Tuesday. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for... Uh, I'm excited for the next day. I'm excited to move forward. Going back to work soon. The the pandemic can't hold me down, uh, but I'm still gonna be donning a beautiful mask across my beautiful face. And <laughs> I don't know. I have this very chill, mellow vibe right now. I haven't had tea in forever. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I've been donning a mask around my face for a month and a half now. Well, that's hilarious. Wow. <laughs> Well, some people have just been lounging around. My butt has become flat for how much I've been sitting around. <laughs> if it wasn't flat before, it's flat now. And it was pretty flat before. <laughs> I do not envy you, that's for sure. Envy my flat butt? Nope. Oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be... Uh, we're gonna be discussed, but but discussing. We're gonna be discussing a little good old um little hentai. We're gonna be talking about a little hentai real quick, right? That's what Not it is. Not hentai. Oh, anime, anime. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, we're gonna be talking about a little anime today. Not TV shows. Um, the other media. Some might say the better media. What is that called? Videos, movies. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little slow. That's okay. I'm sitting here. I got a nice cup of tea in my um, Studio Ghibli themed mug. It's got a bunch of soot sprites on it. It's a. Uh, it's perfect for right now. We're gonna be talking about our top five favorite Studio Ghibli films. I'm uh I'm I'm a little excited because Studio Ghibli is very dear to my heart. Um, it makes me happy. It uh makes me cry. Um, it makes me mad. It makes me angry. It makes me um tired. It makes me so many different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> Studio Ghibli to me is like the closest thing to like a Disney movie. Why does everything have to be Disney with you? Because the mouse owns me. What mouse? (laughs) Mickey? Yeah. Fuck that mouse, man. Ah, I'm indebted to the mouse. I'm indebted to that big fat cat thing. He's not a cat. He's a mouse. Talk about Totoro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know how you want to start this. Do you want to take the uh, the first step? Tell me your number five. Sure. My number five is actually my neighbor Totoro. No way. Are you serious? Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Why? Uh, well, I mean, I mean it's, it's still in five, you know, like we've seen a yeah, good majority a, of them. It's a fan favorite, you know, um, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's because it's overrated. I like it, but it's not my top four. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the, 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 what about it is, isn't make it better than your your other top four like why why is it not up higher uh i don't know what you just asked because you cut out why isn't it higher like why isn't it higher on your list uh i because i don't know it it had a plot but not really to me okay i uh it's cutesy and fun, and he's like a little whimsical character, and he's cute, and I like the relationship between the sisters, but like on a scale of like 1 to 10, I would give it a 7. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I mean, I, all Studio Ghibli movies I've only watched once. Uh-huh. Me, mostly me, I mean, okay, kind of twice. Twice for most. I mean, besides Hal's Moving Castle. And I also watch movies and things like that to be entertained, not for a deeper meaning like you do. Okay. So when I watched My Neighbor Totoro, I was looking for entertainment mm -hmm. and like a story to follow. And it's not like it was hard. It was just, it didn't grab my attention as much as the other ones did. Uh -huh. That's all. Okay. That's about it. I mean, I'm, curious I'm probably going to get shit for that. I, I, I'm curious <laughs> what your number six is. Really, at this point, what would you give your number six? Uh, probably Porco Rosso. Uh, okay. He's not. He's that's, not on my list. Of... Yeah, that's that's probably that's my six. Yeah. Well, at least we're in the same ballpark um, with but... that. I love that movie, but I wouldn't yeah. rate it lower than seven. I'd probably rate it seven. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, he's an, he's the icon for Studio Ghibli. Yes, but. Well deserving and of his being movies an icon. Right, right. His movie's iconic, but in my personal opinion, he just, I, I liked it enough to be on my top five, but not enough to be on my top four. Uh-huh. I get that. Right. You don't have to be upset about yeah. your your decision. I don't know. You you <laughs> made just, it. You made I'm me just feel curious. Like... I'm just curious why you chose yeah. that. Yeah, that's it. I okay. mean, yeah, like I said before, <laughs> I like the storyline. It just. I'm not pointing a gun at her. Let's say that. <laughs> you acted like you were like I, on a, in a courtroom, beating sweat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do. I feel like that. Why? Because, no one gives a shit. The, yeah, it's your opinion. But, uh, Let it be that mm, way. People give a shit because he that like if somebody was to put these in order, I'm sure tons of people have. Listen, if our, my neighbor a lot of people are going to be upset one. if our number one isn't Spirited Away. So we're going to get yeah, people it's upset. Not. <laughs> um, okay. All right, let's get this party my started. My number five, then. then. Um, mine, I, I 
I like so like everything from this point on. I think is like seven point five and above. You know, like deserving because right. like a, a, yeah. honest, it, and I'm not really braiding them. Like I didn't really think in depth wise how I wanted to rate these. I just get a ballpark it. Uh, and I really didn't yeah. go in depth with each movie to think of how I'm going to rate it. Of course, because like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not doing a video on it, I'm just doing a podcast. Um, right. No, and that's exact. That was my same thought process. I was like, all right, let me think of when I watched it, and then rate them as which one really, uh-huh. which ones really stuck uh-huh. with. Me. And I feel like a lot of people like a five out of ten is bad. It's not. That's okay. You know, like five out of ten isn't an okay film. The meat. That's what you say. Yeah, right. it's middle, it's middle, it's middle. Um, so, uh, yeah, my number five I gave to uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Really? Um, I I love this movie. It's still really good. I would kind of give it the ballpark of a 7.57. I think there was just it wasn't there wasn't a lot that was super memorable. Like there's a lot of iconic Im- imagery from all the Studio Ghibli, Ghibli films. You know, there's a lot of uh, memorable characters, memorable memorable settings, and uh, stalemates and plot points that you're put in during all the Studio Ghibli films. But I really can't remember certain. Uh, heavy plot points or heavy moments that stick inside my head. You can, I could kind of think, because I've seen the movie twice, and I could kind of think of uh, certain points. So, like when she's at home, and then she's in the sky, and she's uh, flying to her her town, the town that she was assigned, and then. Um, Uh, the hell was I going to say? <laughs> she, she goes to the town that she was assigned, and then right. uh, that's another plot point. Are I can't you? think of my my brain just went literally a hundred percent dead. Uh, yeah. Th- then she goes to the town. She lives in the little attic area where she stays. Then there's a later in the plot point. See, then I kind of forget a lot there because it's like, okay, what? She's just exploring the town, flying around the town, whatever. And then she moves on. Well, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off. You can keep going. And then she moves on to the, um, to the forest, and she goes to the forest and meets that lady. And then she goes back to the town. You know, like there isn't a lot of traveling to certain locations that are extremely memorable. Yet, besides that, all those places are pretty well imprinted in my mind. Like I'll remember the beginning, her little family home. It's beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Um, then in the sky, I remember the beautiful. Uh, uh, atmosphere and clouds and landscapes. And then when she gets to the city, the city and her attic is really memorable. There's a lot of memorable, beautiful points. The plot is pretty adorable. The idea behind the plot is very cute. Um, but I, I wouldn't put it higher than five, but it deserves five. It deserves, I think it deserves to be on the top five list for me, just because it's just such a iconic piece of work from Studio Ghibli. And it's also really uh, sweet. Yeah. Well, and I was I was just going to say I mean the fact it's kind of like my neighbor Totoro for me is like the fact just now that you couldn't even like it it was memorable enough 
like, and I think that's for all Studio Ghibli's films where it's memorable enough that you remember all the beautiful landscapes and everything like that, but it wasn't memorable enough for you to even remember like what happened in the plot, Uh you know? Uh Well, a lot of, I I think uh, Studio Ghibli is kind of guilty of of that of what the fuck is going on there really is no plot you know it's like right. there's there's, there's not really any cohesion throughout the story of what exactly is happening besides a theme that is trying to be implied you know what i'm saying right. whether it be like princess mononoke like okay he gets the disease he goes to this village it feels like we're focusing on a plot that isn't this and more so something else you know what i mean it's kind of repetitive in their films but uh, some of them kind of are way more obvious what they're trying to do and say, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I think uh, Kiki, oh, Kiki's yeah. is just um, really sweet and sincere, and I I, I I like it a lot. I really do. I think the the ideal behind the ending with Kiki can is unique in her own way kind of thing. I think that's like the message they're trying to imply. And I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I was in a toss up because six is my Porco Rosso, which I was like, ah, I really like Porco Rosso. Uh, yeah, I remember that being one of your favorites when when you had first introduced Studio Ghibli to me. One of the first ones we ever watched was Porco Rosso. And it might might be just because um, maybe I'm just like in a certain mood because I, I it is interchangeable for me. Like Porco Rosso could have been flipped with Kiki. Uh, yeah. But uh, I really I, – I think Porco Rosso is also just a great piece of work. And it's one of the – I feel like it's one – yeah, it is like uh, – yeah, it's like one of the only male leads of any of the Studio Ghibli's I can think of right now. Right. Yeah, I mean all of the Studio Ghibli's are the strong female Yeah, I mean uh, – uh, what's it called? Princess Mononoke kind of male lead? Mm-hmm. But she kind of takes the spotlight once he he's like once once Princess Mononoke is in it, she takes the spotlight from him. Yeah. Uh, because she's so cool. All right, my number five is Kiki. You want to nice. do your number four, beautiful? Uh, my number four was Princess Mononoke. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I just I don't I like the storyline. She's a she's badass. Mm-hmm. Um. Hello? Hello? All right. We're back. Oh, sorry. I don't know what happened there. It's okay. We'll cut it. Uh, yeah. Mine was at like 15.30. Just, I don't know if you want to make a note of that or anything. That's fine. Um, well, I was saying about Princess Mononoke before I got cut off. Don't even say that. Just, just, Uh, just keep going. I don't know. Uh, just well, restart. Uh, just say Princess Mononoke and just keep going. 
You literally said one thing about Arts. it. So, I. What did the was the last thing I said? Was Honey, about just how start off. Just say uh, num my number four is Princess Mononoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> my number four is Princess Mononoke. No, oh. I. <laughs> Your reaction was so funny. What? Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, sorry. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. What? You, okay. I'm sorry. You were more work you for me. me giggle. Okay, what? you're making more work for me. Well, I could have just started off where I left off. You'll hear in the audio where I left off. Just, just start with number four, honey. Yeah, okay. So my, my number four is Princess Mononoke. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right Mononoke. now because I've said her name like seven times. Oh. Okay, so I like Princess Mononoke because she's a badass. A, <laughs> you know me because I have to do my A and Bs. And I like the storyline behind like the forest spirits they're so cute cute they're I fucking terrifying them. what do you mean cute yes but they're also cute at the same time okay the idea of it i guess they're fucking scary though yeah. man looking at the the uh the, for, the spirit of the forest the boar spirit the right. monkey spirits get the fuck well, out of here that's the hell yeah but i mean the whole rebirth and like regrowth and and that whole Taking care of nature and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. beauty mm -hmm. of the forest. I just I like I liked it. It it, it kept me entertained the whole time. Uh huh. And but at the same time, like you said, with the spirits and things like that, it, it was a bit scary. <laughs> okay. You know? I getcha. So that's why I. It's not my. Numero uno. Up top on my top three. <laughs> yeah. But I do like it, uh -huh. and I like her. She's cool. Who's your, your, is she your favorite character? In that? In yeah. that? Yeah. What's your favorite scene? Definitely. I know my favorite scene. Um, I know you've seen it once. It's hard to remember and everything. Yeah, I don't know, because we watched it sophomore year. That was a whole... Mm -hmm. Three years ago. Three... Three years, three or four, four years ago. I still remember everything, Home Slice. You have photo, you have photographic memory. I have literally a sloped brain that barely functions. <laughs> I do not remember right. scenes from a movie. <laughs> Easy, like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have any favorite scene or no? No. No. Not really. Okay. Well, I'll go on to my number four. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, my number four is uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, wow. Um, it's it's our, our lower on the food chains. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect it to make top three for me. <laughs> uh, my Neighbor Totoro... Uh, like you said, is really um, uh, just a very cute, wholesome film. It's it, it makes you comfortable, and I think that is the intention of the film. 
You know, like its intention is to make you feel at home or make you feel comfortable because that's kind of the dilemma that uh, May and I can never remember the older sister's name. I just remember May because she has an easy name to remember. Uh, I remember May. I, I mean, I remember. Uh, I believe like that's the whole point that they're trying to make is like May and her older sister, specifically May more so, is trying to get like acquainted and comfortable with their home. And it's hard to without the mom, you know, it's hard to get make your home a home without the other parent and um not saying a home can't be a home without one with only one parent um but but it's a child and it's kind of just the point that they're trying to make in the film and it just they they're trying to make her comfortable and that's kind of just what the the viewer is getting too is they're giving they're trying to give this sense of uh comfort to the viewer and they give it so well like i love this scene where uh, there's the screened-in place where they sleep, and they're like in their bed rolls, and like you, you can hear like the crickets and the, the the screen shut. And there's a scene where they're they're taking a bath, and they look so warm and nice. And then there's scenes with Totoro where it's like this. You get so it's like you get these like two different ends where it's like this mystical end, and then like the real life end. Like he goes to his shrine and they pray, and then. She goes into this world. She rolls in, uh, into this world and lands on top of a big, fluffy, fat thing. Like, a big, fluffy, fat raccoon. You know what I mean? And there's just so much iconic imagery to it. Like, the... I mean, the biggest iconic... It, I, I don't... I honestly... It's so huge. Like, it's been... Uh, paradized? Parodyized? Parodyized? Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. I think you were right with paradise. Paradise? Whatever. It's been made a parody in so many different things. You know what I mean? Of of them standing next to each other in the rain with her with the umbrella and him with the leaf on his head. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. There's just so many different uh, reasons to love it. You know, like, as one out of ten, I'd give it an eight kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else more to say about it besides it's just it, – it brings a sense of comfort and – uh, home vibe from the entire thing. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a feel good. Yeah, a little, a little slice of life with fantasy. It really is just something <laughs> that just makes you feel warm inside. And I, I mean, the little girls could get like May kind of gets annoying just being like a little girl, you know, doing like like <laughs> being loud and goofy and stuff. It's like ah, oh, whatever. But there's just so, yeah. so much adorable imagery, and that's probably why it's so iconic and so. Uh, memorable because it's yeah, for it's, everyone it's in the family childlike mm -hmm. yeah but it, it's it's childlike but then it also deals with real shit serious real shit and it this is like in the end it, it kind of shows you how kids deal with the real shit you know they make imaginary <laughs> little creatures or are they imaginary i don't know exactly <laughs> that's, I think that's the point maybe you know is it so fake that it's real you know like is it so like what you believe and what you think is it is it not is there a point where like it's like big fish you know like it's so fake that it becomes real right right I don't know that's just interesting I love <laughs> that fucking movie it's so goddamn cute Every single scene. The cat bus, fucking Totoro being cute, flying around. Oh, I love the scene where the girls are outside and they're like, the, Totoro's making the tree grow and then the girls go and help him trying to make the tree grow. I love that scene. 
Where they're like waving their arms up in the air. Okay, I'm done talking about my neighbor Totoro. My Go ahead. Tell me your number three. I feel like we're just me and you are both like going down like a ladder, like one behind each other. Because like your four was Totoro, right? Or is five your Totoro? My five was Totoro. My four was Totoro. Like I feel like we're just gonna keep going. Go ahead. So my three is Kiki's delivery service. Wow. Okay. That that was far up the list. I, I liked I liked it a lot more than you did. Apparently. I guess. Apparently. I don't know. She's just. Uh, um, I liked it because. I just lost my train of thought. Maybe I don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just, she's just such a sweet little character. I love her. And she has, she's like a little ball of spitfire. Her personality is so um, funny and stuck with me because she, she's kind of like a, she is, she's a sassy uh -huh. little girl. And, uh, She's just learning how to be a witch, and there's almost like this, uh, she's, she is learning, and she's flying, and, and like you had said before, the scene where she's up in the clouds is just beautiful, and I, I love that scene. Um, and then she passes that other witch going to another town. Right, yeah, Little yeah. Girl. And that, it's just, I... I just really liked it and it really stuck with me and um I like her little relationship with her little black cat she has uh G Gigi Gigi yeah um I I think uh I think if I can butt in cuz I gave it my number 5 yeah. so I think uh, another reason why I put it up on my list and it's kind of the same thing as Porco Rosso. She, a lot of the characters in Studio Ghibli films suffer from having an arc. You know what I mean? Like in Princess Mononoke, the main character really doesn't have an arc. He just has a goal. You know, he doesn't become yeah. better by the end of it. He doesn't change. He's just kind of going with the, the, the wind. You know what I mean? He's kind of just floating. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the films have that. Uh, Castle in the Sky. It, the main character really doesn't uh, do anything to change or have any character development. He's just kind of dealing with it. But Kiki has character development. She does, she's like insecure on what she wants to become and if, if she's a good witch, you know? And then in the end, and she's like questioning why she doesn't have great abilities and great magic and stuff like that. But in the end, she realizes she does have great magic in, in a certain sense. Sorry. I just wanted to say that because it, it came into my head. Yeah. Well, and I think that's I, – I, maybe that is the reason that I uh, put her so high mm -hmm. up. I like – I mean it was – it is cool watching her de develop because at the beginning she didn't – she was just a trainee. Yeah. And then she becomes a full-blown witch. Yeah. And it's cool because you get to see her and see uh, her – get per uh see her personality and the relationship she makes with her customers and things like that and then uh to see her fall off literally fall off of her broomstick in a way uh 
just from a lack of like confidence, basically, uh-huh. is I just I like that. I like the development of her character. I think. Uh, I think also. I, th- I thought you were going to say this before, uh, but you grew up with a lot of witchcraft because your mom loves uh, Harry Potter. So I, it, yeah. I th- I, and uh, Harry Potter was always weird to me because like I never thought of the way. Like it's like the, like the Wicked Witch of the West kind of thing, like that kind of witch. Like yeah. it's like a completely different thing in my mind from like Harry Potter witches and wizards. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. that's kind of what Kiki is. She's kind of like this, like she's kind of like the Wicked Witch of the West witch, but also Harry Potter wizards and witches. You know, kind of thing. And you also grew up with Wizards of Waverly Place and that the mm-hmm. Halloween Town movie or the one with the three witches that like I don't know what the fuck that one's called. What's that Three Witches movie? It's like an ABC movie. Oh, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Yeah. Like all these like different well, types also, of movies. Sorry. Well, I also – but I also – and you know when we were we were doing this, Kyle didn't even put this on the list. But I also like Mary and the Witch's Flower, Studio Ghibli. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one too. Actually, it turns out it's not Studio – oh, no, it is Studio Ghibli. I just looked it up. It's Studio I Ghibli. I couldn't think of what it was called. Yeah, it was. It is. I think it's a different. It might be a different director than Hayao Miyazaki. It's called. It's Studio Pan. I don't want to say it wrong. Wrong. Uh, one sec. Uh, Mary and the Pinoco. Witch's Flower. It was the company was founded by former Studio Ghibli. Pinoc. Yeah, producer. But I liked. I liked. Uh, I don't think it's. It's very uh, Studio Ghibli-esque, but it's not Studio Ghibli. It's not Studio Ghibli. And that was good. No, it's not Studio Ghibli. I just said oh. that. I was getting that confused with something. With uh, I thought it was, okay. but I it, was it, wrong. It, but I also really like that. It, it, it's uh, <laughs> some the director. I it was founded by an old Studio Ghibli yeah, employee, he, right? He, he uh, produced. Um, when Marnie was there in Arietti. So it makes sense that it's very Studio Ghibli. I thought, thought Marion Witch's Flower was better than both of those movies. Yeah. When Marnie was there in Arietti. Oh, I haven't seen Arietti, yeah. but I, I haven't heard great things that are right. I, yeah, I've only seen when Marnie was there. Okay, uh, want me to go next? Yes. Wait, before you do that, uh-huh. can you hear the fireworks? No. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Yes, I would love Happy for you to go July. next. Um, <laughs> my number three is Princess Mononoke. See, ah, we're just we're like right behind each other right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think I put this higher because because like I when I, when we did the Cartoon Network and or Disney Channel. Um, I liked how there were different genres, different, let's say this, different movies or TV shows for different ages, right? So, like, My Neighbor Totoro Mm -hmm. is for a child, you know? It's for, it it could be for a child, you know? It could be for someone, uh, like, I don't know, five plus, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Uh, but Princess Mononoke is kind of up there, you know. It's 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 a little darker. It has a little more brooding elements and blood and gore and uh, different stuff like that. Um, it tests the boundaries. It's very not 
like all the other studio yeah, like none, none of them even come close to the the graphic and gore that it could there's a there's a scene where his his powers give him the ability to shoot a guy's arms off his body like it's like holy shit that's 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 dark well and also i don't know if you know this but um they did like 3d animation to make the flesh look even more realistic with Princess Mononoke and oh, stuff. Oh, I think I've heard of that because they do like some sort of 3D shading on whatever 2D blood yeah. or gore that they create or something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. Um, but that aside, I, I do love that the fact that uh, there is a sense of uh, adult uh, or a maturity to it. Um, but that means that they're trying to direct it towards a mature audience, you know? Like, it's not meant for kids, you know what I mean? Kids kind of already get that the – well, they don't need to get that they need to help the environment and take care of the environment, even though that they should know the simplicity of it, you know? But as you grow up, you should learn more about your your Earth and take care of it more. And I think that's what they're trying to direct, direct it towards is there's, of course, this Princess Mononoke's overarching theme or the idea that they're trying to tell you is that you have to take care of the planet. You have to take care of the world, you know what I mean? And if you don't, it's right. going to fight back, and that's what happens in the end. Once they, once they try to uh, kill the um, forest spirit, the forest spirit fights back and starts murdering everybody and killing all the people. You know what I mean? So there is this sense of, uh, I like the message it's trying to say. You know, it's it's not, it's apparent when you see it, but once when you're watching it, it's not apparent. You know, I mean, it's kind of just you're going through this adventure with these characters and enjoying the film. But once you think about it, you're like, oh, shit, okay, I see what they're trying to tell me. But besides that, uh, I'm going to keep saying besides that, um, I think that the art is so freaking beautiful in that movie. There's shots that – there's like shots of the forest spirit, like close-up face. I'm going to keep saying the forest spirit because it's the most like psychedelic thing in the entire film. Uh, the entire film. Uh, the first scene is my – it's one of my favorite Studio Ghibli scenes. Um where the demon comes into the town, it's crawling on all fours, chasing uh, uh, Yakul, and I can't remember the main character's name. I remember the deer, the uh, the freaking deer thing's name, but I can't remember the main character's name. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that scene is just so cool and action-packed, and you really don't see that in any of the Studio Ghibli films. Like, Porco Rosa kind of has that action-packed elements where he's like plane fights and stuff like that but that just feels so high octane and this is this monster's running through the field and then you just move on from there and you go go into this beautiful adventure with meeting all these crazy characters and crazy locations and it, it, it's just so cool <laughs> it's such a cool adventure and i would give it what did i say about per, uh, my neighbor Totoro? i gave it an eight i'm gonna give this an, a freaking 8.7 that's wow. why I give Princess Mononoke an 8.7. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah. It is a good one. What, what was your reasoning for not putting it up higher? I didn't really have a reason. Oh. I just like the other ones oh, okay. better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if there was like, like I... a certain thing that made... You know what it probably is? Kiki kind of has a character that develops in, in Princess Mononoke. Mononoke kind of does it. <laughs> I get yeah. where you're going with that. Um, I'm very much besides my neighbor Totoro realizing that all of my favorites have strong 
female characters. <laughs> well, that's, that's all the Studio Ghibli films. Every single one. That's and, and, true. Uh, yeah. I, I love that because, like, there's some there's some movies but that... They don't they don't push it like, oh, this girl is doing this thing. It's just like, yeah, that's a bad Yeah, like, it's not, it's not really brought up, you know? And uh, Hayao Miyazaki, like, he, he did it, like, naturally, you know? Like, it doesn't feel like it's forced, you know? It doesn't feel like he's trying to make people the way they aren't, are, you know what I mean? Not trying to make them the way they are. I'd say that, if that makes sense. Um, like, I saw the Invisible Invisible Man movie, and I liked the movie. I don't know why we're talking about Invisible Man. Whatever, we're already on a tangent. Uh, I, I saw the Invisible Man movie, and it's that actress from... Uh, the bridesmaids, the, the handmaid's, handmaid's tale. The bridesmaids tale. The bridesmaids. <laughs> and uh, throughout the movie, you're like, "Oh wow, this character's like really believable, and like she's reacting the way that anyone would react." And then at one point, <laughs> she breaks out of a building, and then out of nowhere, she becomes like a like she she picks up a gun and like is like pointing it around and like doing things that seem so unnatural to her character. It's like what the fuck? Like I get making a strong female lead, but do it the the, the right way where it's like any other human would or person would react correctly. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It, it, I don't <laughs> know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, out of nowhere, she's, like, first this, like, freaked out. There's an invisible person somewhere. And then out of nowhere, she becomes fucking John Wick. Like, I hate that shit. That happens in so many movies, especially, with, I mean, there's just so many movies with problem with that. All right, go on to your number two. <laughs> I, unfortunately, my number two is John Wick. <laughs> my number two is Castle in the Sky. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, I liked it a lot. That's crazy. Okay. Why? Yours isn't? No. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, again, I don't really have a reason for anything. I don't uh, have an in-depth. Uh-huh. Bra- I don't have an in-depth brain like Kyle. <laughs> I, I just. Uh, I wouldn't what? say that. Sure. I have a hole in my brain, if you want to say that. No. Not true. All right, tell me what you like about Castle in the Sky. I'm curious. I loved uh, Lap- Lapida. Lapida. Okay. Yeah, right? Lapida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just so cool, the robots, and how they were all like... Um, like uh, all the vegetation and the forest had grown over top of it. Uh huh. Just love it. That was so beautiful. And those scenes stuck with me. Like when they first, like when um, oh, what's the little girl's name? Sheeta. Mm-hmm. Right. Sheeta. I think so. I and I can't remember the the little boy's it's name. It's something with an R. But, I think. Um. <sighs> When they had discovered the the robot stuff, th- that really stuck with me as one of the like most iconic memories, m- most iconic Studio Ghibli scenes. What the robot waking up? In my up? opinion, the destroyer yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I, I that just stuck with me. I just I was entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. I you know like. Uh, I just, I enjoyed it the whole time. Pazu. Pazu. His name's Pazu. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Princess Sheeta and Pazu. Because the 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 correct me if I'm wrong. The story is is that she she is like the lost princess of the sky, right? Or I think she's a descendant of wherever the whoever the people were right. of the, the Lapida. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no, I don't remember. I, she might have been like. Yeah, she was in a, this is, yeah, she, she, yes, 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 that's what happened. Well, because she, yeah, because she had, like, this higher being feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah, and in the end, she ha- she's with her, like, cousin or whatever, whoever that guy is. Right, And he's, right. like, trying to use her to, to open some shit or start up some well, army because, or whatever. Right, because, like, she had told pa- Pazu. Pazu, yeah. Yeah. That her grandma had taught her like spells and oh, stuff. Oh yes, 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 yes. So she she had known that something was up. You know what? Thinking about it right now, I think I want to kick Kiki out of number five and give it to Castle in the Sky. It was just such a beautiful. It was just a masterpiece, as like artistic wise and like. I just thought it was just cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, like, for I'm cool you on that one. It I was mean... just cool, you know? <laughs> hey, dog, like, that shit was pretty cool. Number two. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm it's, honestly getting I... rid of Kiki and giving it to Castle because... and this guy. And the whole the whole scene where they're, like, running from the soldiers and stuff like that, that's... that's... Like when they're uh, from the pirates, right? Is that what they were? At the beginning, they're running away from the pirates, but midway through, yeah, but at they the, they become allies. They join the pirates, right? Mm-hmm. And I just I liked it. I just thought it was a a good movie. It's cool because like they do they do something interesting with the male and female characters. I don't know why we keep bringing up this like male and female strong leads and shit, but they they put it in it, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, right. They, it's, they do something cool where the the, the females are kind of in charge of a lot of stuff, you know. Like they're they're so the princess is there, right? She's powerful. Then there's a the older lady who is in charge of the pirates. You know, what I mean, I like that. They they kind of make sure to to keep them like in line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the the leadership role kind of thing, and then like the muscle is kind of like all the doofy men. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of cool to see <laughs> that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of Western uh, uh, cinema or movies or TV, it's kind of just like men yeah. are the tough and smart, and then the the women are like the weak, timid, and beautiful, sexy, hot. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting dynamic, especially for kids. You know what I mean? And that's that's another right. weird thing about like Disney princess that- films. Like they're they 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 really didn't like have strong leads until what like you said in the first podcast, Tiana. You know, like they really didn't have any. Right. They were strong, but they still had that that uh male companion. A male companion, not even that. Just that they were they were weak to begin with, you know. Like, and that's just not who people are, you know. People aren't just gonna be timid and give up on shit, you know what I mean? Right. That's what that's what's cool about these characters. Like the princess, uh, she Sheeta, she um, she immediately starts like fighting, you know. She starts um, working with the pirates and stuff like that. Uh, 
and there's there's a lot of iconic imagery in it you know like her floating down to the to pazu while he's working you know what i mean floating from the sky with the necklace she has on her there's the like you said the the robot giving uh does he give a flower i think he gives a flower right Yes. Yeah. What the? What is it? What is, is he? What is he called? It, it, the, the, I feel like he has like a name. <laughs> is it just robot? <laughs> I thought it was something cool. Uh. Yeah, I don't even know if. I love their design, anywho. <laughs> but it's a, it's another cool thing where it's like he's like this sweet, innocent-looking creature, but he's actually a, a a machine meant to destroy. You know what I mean? Right. To kill. Alright, sorry, I totally butted in on your you talking about Castle in the Sky. No, it's okay. Do you have anything else that's, to say? I mean, no, that's it. Okay, because I totally changed my fuck Kiki's. <laughs> Number five, Castle in the Sky. Watch, if we start talking about like Porco Rosa or some shit, I'll throw that one in five. Uh, <laughs> what, what am I on? Two? Yes, number two. Alright, so my number two, I, I know what your number one is. The fact that you don't have this on here, what I have as my number two, maybe someone will give you shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, my number two is Spirited Away. Of course it is. Um, it's, it's fucking cool. Like, the whole idea is cool. You know what I mean? It's kind of... Uh, when I talk about House Moon Castle, you'll kind of see what I mean. But it's kind of a 180 in comparison to like, House Moon Castle. It's really like fast paced and it's giving you a lot of information a lot quickly. Um, and it's all cool stuff. You know what I mean? There isn't a moment where you're not feeling like you're in this weird, fantastical realm. You know what I mean? There's, and that's what's great about Studio Ghibli. Like, it's not just regular European fantasy, Tolkien esque gob- uh, goblins, orcs, elves, humans, hobbits, dwarves. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something more than that. Like, it's crazy. Almost psychedelic fantasy, you know? And Spirited Away just yeah. portrays that in such creative, crazy concepts. Where it's where it's just, uh, you got no face, you got Haku, you have, who's a boy that turns into this snake dragon, dog, wolf fucking thing. And then there's no face who's who seems like, uh, uh, like creepy. And then he ends <laughs> up being this gluttonous monster. Like, I, I can't even – I'm usually good at, like, seeing the allegorical statement or the metaphorical statement placed inside th- certain things. I've watched Spirit Away five-plus times, and I still don't know what the fuck they're trying to get at. <laughs> Seriously. But it's just yeah. – it's crazy entertaining the whole time. And there's something so interesting and cool about a ghost spirit bathhouse. Like, what? That's just the coolest – a place where demons and evil spirits and good spirits and ghosts or whatever go to relax like that's such a a a crazy colorful unique idea i mean all of these ideas are crazy colorful and unique but spirited away does something that's just like on a whole other level you know like it's like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like what is what is even happening in this and um i like the process that they take her from because she's like this not okay she's kind of stuck up at the beginning why can't i think of her name um, can you look it up, please? Yeah. Beck? Uh, yeah. Let me know what her name is. Um, 
And I like how it does this thing where it starts you off at the bottom. So once she's like a stuck-up posh girl, and then um, uh, what is it? Chihiro? Chihiro? Chihiro. Chihiro? Yeah. Or is it Chihiro? Chihiro? Chihiro. It's C-H-I-H-I-R-O. Chihiro. Say that. Yeah. So it like starts her off at the bottom. So she starts at the bottom and you see how like everything functions, which is really, really interesting. Um, so like you start at the bottom where it's that guy with like eight arms. He's like a spider and he's keeps putting coal in the furnace and then the soot sprites are carrying the coal. And then Shahira kind of helps build that, like help, helps do that. And then she gains allies and she's becoming friends with people and she moves up to the bathhouse and then she's working the bathhouse, cleaning monsters and doing that shit. And then she keeps building her way up all the way to the top till she sees the, the, the witch. I forgot what she's called, but, um, and it's just every single, like, and all of those steps and all those rooms are so memorable in their own way. And that's a great thing about Studio Ghibli. It's like so many iconic, so much iconic imagery to every single scene. Um, like the Sid Sprites. Huh? Sid Sprites? Like the Sid Sprites. I'm not sure if that's where Sid Sprites came from. I don't know what came out first. Uh, House Movie Cat, uh, House Movie Castle. My Neighbor Totoro or, uh, Spirited Away. I'm pretty sure how, uh, Spirited, uh, My Neighbor Totoro came out first. Can't talk. Spirited Away? On the 20th of July, will be 18 years old. So it came out in 2002. Wow. That's nuts. 2001. 2001. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But Spirited Away was, I mean, it won a, what did it win? An Oscar or Golden What's it? What, no, Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Oh, My Neighbor Totoro came out first. <laughs> 1988. So that made the uh, Sprites. They they call it something different, not such sprites, don't they? I didn't think I don't, maybe so. I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, Spirit of the Way is just a uh, so much iconic oh, imagery. Yeah, they do. What? Uh Sushu Oh, what's happening with you? <laughs> what happened? S- S-U-S-U-W-A-T-A-R-I. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do we do? I don't know what you're saying. That's, oh, that's the word they, that's used for soot sprites. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, Susu Watari. Use, yeah. How do you know? <laughs> how do you not know how to say that? <laughs> soot gremlins, soot sprites, black soots, dust bunnies. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, they came out. My they they uh, were first in my neighbor Totoro. Interesting. Susu Watari. They're cute. I love them. Um. Yeah, but just so much iconic imagery, iconic characters. I mean, no face is on every emo girl's fucking backpack. You know, like <laughs> as a patch <laughs> or a pin. You know. Uh. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm done talking about Spirited Away. I love it. Nine out of ten. Easy. <laughs> All right, what's your number one? Because we're going to be talking about this one. Uh, my number one is Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> I like it. There was no, there reasons. was no build up. There was just, yeah, my number one is Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> no, because I mean, if you've watched our other podcast, you know just how much 
Howl's Moving Castle means uh, to on us. Our house, on our, our other podcast, Missy, you didn't put Howl's Moving Castle on your top three movies. No, but I talked about it. I wouldn't consider it to be my top three movies of all time, but if we're talking about Studio Ghibli, it's my top oh, one. Oh, okay. My top one is House Movie Castle as well. Of course. <laughs> tell me tell me what it you love about the- it, because I, I think I know what you love about it, but I'd like to hear it from your own little I beautiful mouth. I just love everything. I love everything about it. I love Calcifer. I love Marco. I love Hal. I love Sophie. Uh-huh. I love the house. I love Turniped. Yep. I even love the Wicked Witch of the Waste a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? I, um, again, I I love the women. We keep talking about them, but I love the women of Studio I Ghibli. I think uh, House Movie Castle does the best with Sophie than any other female character. Oh, my character. gosh. She's just, yeah, because... She's like so blatantly blind by her own, by what she's capable of. And that's something that so many girls can relate Mm -hmm. to, you Mm -hmm. know? She, I mean, nobody can relate to having magic in them unless you do. And then hit me up because I'd love to know how you have magic (laughs) in you. But um, just the, the theme behind it just that she doesn't know her own power inside of her Mm -hmm. it's just cool and she just thinks that she's just just this plain ordinary girl that that nobody would care about yeah Yeah, i think uh sophie uh what's beautiful about her character is that she thinks and or wants to be ordinary you know what i mean or she thinks it's like the right thing to be ordinary you know or not uh not like ogled at you know what i mean like she wants to be that kind of calm complacent girl and yeah i think she doesn't she doesn't like the attention on her no yeah she very much likes to be in the background she's a very conservative character it's interesting yeah she uh she and that that's how they express the character through all the fantasy and magic within the the film you know like she's right she is a magi- um, uh, a mage or a wizard as powerful as how you know from the beginning maybe even more powerful maybe you know maybe yeah. um but the cool the best the, what i love about it is that she gets to, so the whole the whole premise is that she gets turned into an old woman and she's stuck as an old woman and she needs to find a wizard to help her. You know? She finds Hal. She, she searches for Hal and finds him. She isn't worried because he wants, she's not worried of him because he only eats the heart of beautiful women, you know? But he... <laughs> or so the legend says, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, but she thinks she's not beautiful and she's an old woman. So she's going to go find Hal. So she goes and finds right. Hal. And he takes the curse away from her, right? Immediately, mm-hmm. just like that. He does it easily because he's a magical, powerful wizard. Uh, but she stays old, and I don't know. And that's a, another interesting dynamic of Howl, in of him, his own. Does he realize that she's keeping herself as an old woman? You know, I think he might. Yeah. I don't think he's because 
he's a fucking wizard. He just got rid of it, and she's still uh, an old woman, so there's something wrong, you know? Yeah, like, do you think he realized what she was capable of? Maybe at that point. Maybe that's why he kept her around, you know? Maybe that's why he yeah. he, he, he fell in love with her. Because uh, he, he, she's not the thing that he's always been getting. And obviously, the 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 Wicked Witch of the Waste and- is is this woman that's gloating and thinks she's all powerful and says she's all powerful. Right. She becomes nothing. But Sophie is more conserved with herself and she's also this beyond powerful witch and wizard or whatever you want to call it. And that's just such a great concept that this girl is so insecure and doesn't isn't self-aware with herself that she doesn't even realize how what great potential she is. You know what I mean? Right. I would, but you would say that she's insecure because I don't think that she is. I think she's confident in the fact that she's ordinary, you know? Okay, but I think I, I like, see. I, I see what you're I saying. But she's like, she's still a beautiful feel... character, you know, like beautiful right. in the, of her looks. You know what I mean? She's not she's not ugly. They don't. Everyone perceives her as ugly. She perceived herself as ugly because she. she uh, her sister at one point is like, maybe you should stay inside. You don't want Hal eating your heart or the wizards eating your heart or something like that. And she's he's like, oh, no one will eat my heart. I'm ugly, you know, kind of thing. So she's not even secure in her her looks, you know, along with her right. abilities and talents and such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just such a, a, a beautiful concept that – even when you're at your – she wasn't at her lowest because she was still a hatter. She she worked her butt off. She was a powerful, strong character in, to begin with. But even when you think you're at your lowest or you think you're not good, you're still good. Like you're still OK. You're still going to be fine. Yeah, and then you have Hal who's just this big coward. And that's, that's another cool thing. everybody – who everybody thinks is so wonderful, and he thinks he's so wonderful, but he really is just a big crybaby. He, he's he's and... a crybaby, but there's a lot of merit. Yeah. He's, he still has this like childish behavior, you know. He still has this childish yeah. ideal ideals, and he is powerful. He is very, very strong because he's got some some sort of demon inside of him, or a demon has his heart. Um, but he's not he's not a weak character either, you know? Like he he's shown right. weak at points, which is great, you know? You should have a moment of weakness. And a lot of the time he's weak throughout the entire thing, you know what I mean? Unless he needs to be strong. Uh and and Sophie does the exact same thing. When she needs to be strong, she's strong. When she needs when she's weak, she's weak, you know? Just and most of the time she's yeah. not even weak. Uh, but I like the that Howell is like fighting a war and trying to like move the war along and like there's so many like little different intricacies behind the scenes that you don't even see uh, all right because the whole time you're so focused the movie you're so focused on Hal and Sophie and the little war- world that's going on inside of Hal's moving castle mm-hmm. that you don't even realize that right now everybody is there's a war going on because the prince is missing mm-hmm. And and it's it's so good because you forget about it. You forget that you it's know? even happening. Like you're like, oh yeah, shit, there's for- a freaking war happening. <laughs> right. Oh my god. They talk about the prince being gone, going missing at the beginning of the movie, and then they never talk about yeah. it again. 
Except you know that's what the war is. Like, they give, like, it's really subtle how they give it, too, which is kind of cool. You know, it's like, right. it's like two men reading a newspaper, and one's like, did you hear the prince is gone? That's, that's, the war's getting crazy now, or some crazy shit like that. Right, literally, like, two men passing by uh-huh. talk about it, and that's it. Uh, which I like, I like that subtlety shit, man, it's awesome. Yeah. Especially in a movie like this, it's for fucking kids. Or, not kids, but younger people. I don't know who, a house for everyone. Uh. I think besides Princess Mononoke, yeah. I think all Studio Ghibli's are pretty much for. I mean, yeah, Grave uh, of Fireflies, no, Grave, yeah, <laughs> and may and honestly, The Wind Rises too. I would uh, say, is it really? yeah, okay, maybe it's got a little bit of a morbid kind of idea. It talks. It's isn't it World War One yeah, or World War Two? He, he designs the planes you know? for the war, but it's it's not right. really brought up entirely it's kind of like eh, it's not to the nose yeah um but also Howl's Moon Castle and we've been talking about that a lot with all these films it has fucking the craziest iconic imagery to me like it's just so good oh so there's beautiful. so many f- there, like, like every scene is a screenshot worthy for your desktop like mostly every fucking scene <laughs> I don't know how it's possible well honest honestly my desktop right now is Howl's Moon Castle <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I mean, but, go ahead. But also, I I was going along that I don't understand why House bedroom scene isn't more, as iconic as the seed with Totoro holding the leaf over the girl or the holding the um, the leaf over his head with the girls in the umbrella. I think they're. I think I, I get what you're saying, and I I think I know why you're saying because that's my favorite scene in the whole movie, aesthetically. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's. It's great. Yes, but yes and no. You want, know, want to like, hear my theory on why? Why? So, like, what'd you say? Would you say? Would you compare that to my neighbor Totoro with the umbrella and the rain? Yeah. That's way more simple. It's raining. It's the yes, forest. It's, it's two characters side by side, kind of thing. They're, yeah. The, if you want to take an iconic imagery, it's House Castle moving on a hill. You know, that's like the best. Yes, that's the most yeah. iconic thing from House that Castle. That is the most iconic. That or Calcifer. Um, and I just, the imagery of the castle, like every little part, if you just look at it, it's, it's so intricate. incredible. It's beyond intricate. Like to have somebody just, I mean, this is with like all Studio Ghibli's, all animes really, you know, like just to pause and look at all of that. Hand-drawn that shit. All, that's art. <laughs> it's hand-drawn, you know, like you, t- you take that for granted when you're watching uh-huh. it because you're just... You're just so used to just cartoons and things like that. But stuff like this is hand-drawn bit by bit, piece by piece, Mm -hmm. you know, shot scene by scene. A lot of the – I might be wrong and a lot of people might criticize this, but I feel like House Moving Castle has some of the best backgrounds in any of the Studio Ghibli films. A lot of – like My Neighbor Totoro, Um, Spirited Away has good ones. Kiki's Delivery Service is kind of on the House Moving Castle side. I'll say that. But a lot of them are just like forest backgrounds, clear skies, a little bit of a city, you know? But Howl has like – there's so many different types. There's there's lakes. There's mountains. There's cities. There's train. There's train yards. There's there's gardens. There's castles. There's fish towns. There's there's just so I, it's ridiculous. There's war. There's there's so many different backgrounds to that. And I'm talking like backdrops, basically, not just like 
the background of the what's happening plot wise. The background literally as 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 in the imagery that you're seeing. It's just so diverse, and that's what creates such iconic things. And that's what Spirited Away does with the different layers of the the uh, excuse me, those different layers of the. Uh, bathhouse but house moon castle has just so many different areas that you see and so many different unique locations that you 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 keep in mind i mean you go from the the town then the 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 forest or the woods or the the plains and then you go or the waste that's what's called the waste sorry then you go into the castle Mm -hmm. then you go travel to uh the the city i can't remember then you travel to another city then you travel to the 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 fish town or whatever then you travel to the castle the palace the garden then you're flying in the freaking sky like it just keeps fucking going. It's so crazy. <laughs> I think it's that it's so beautiful. Beautiful. Everything about it. Everything about it is beautiful. I think the, me- the if if I was going to say what makes it most powerful, it's the message. The mess. The message behind it. The the. the and I, it's so fucking hard to explain that it's like she's this girl. She's not self aware of who she is, or she's not. She's not confident. That's the best way. Confident. She's not confident. Yeah. That's exactly the word. I couldn't think of what it was before, but that's it. She's not confident in herself. She's brought down to the lowest of the low. She becomes a 90-year-old, 100-year-old woman, you know? Right. She's she not only is she weak in her own capabilities now, she's weak in in, in the physical ability, you know? That's getting oh, that sure. gets taken away from her, and, but she still stays at her low. You know, she still stays there. Yeah. She p- comes back out every once in a while, maybe for Hal, maybe for Markle, maybe for Calcifer, maybe for, it doesn't matter. You know, wherever it fluctuates, she might age a little bit, then go back to her old self, decrepit self, age up a little bit, go back to herself. I mean, I sound fucking crazy right now, but that's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is. Until the end, where it's beautiful. She, so she, she was a brown-haired, very calm-looking girl at the beginning. She becomes an old gray woman. Then at the end, she, be, she's, she, 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 even in the imagery of it, she p- takes the, 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 her hair and keeps it silver like an old woman because she's still kind of reflecting on that. Like that's still who she is, but she's going to be powerful for the world or for herself or for Hal or for Markle or for whatever, whatever, you know? And that's just such a beautiful message to, to give, I think to a young girl is to no matter how low you can be or how low you are, you're going to bounce. You, you, you have to wear that, that low and stand on top of it confidently. Does that make yeah. any sense? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. I was letting you go on your. You were on your soapbox, so I was just letting do you, you ride it out. Do you out. kind of agree with that premise? No, hundred percent. I, I I agree. I actually never even thought about why she keeps her silver hair, but just, I like what you said. You know, if you're going to have, if you're going to have those feelings of yourself, and you're going grow out of it and that's what she did but she still embraced it yeah and wore it as an armor yeah. you know mm-hmm. for who she was in the end and she looks dope <laughs> at the end she yeah. looks like the coolest fucking her witch silver hair. coolest yeah. wizard on earth man her and Hal, and that's kind of cool because like it's such a beautiful and contrast go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead but i but just a side note i i just liked the fact of this movie where it wasn't like shoved down your throat 
their relationship you know there was no there was like no romantic scenes it was like they had they developed more like of friends like a but then became become in love you know yeah. i think that's fucking right. perfect yeah. that's, that's like they had yeah go ahead go ahead they had like a mutual respect for each other at first then they butted heads then they became friends and that's when it just blossoms, and like to, at the end, you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, I guess they do love each uh -huh. other." <laughs> you uh -huh. know, it was just it, it wasn't well, they're, something. Well, they're, they're that... very contrasting co co characters. Like, right. like even okay, just like even an aesthetic point of view. Excuse me. Uh, in an aesthetic point of view, she she turns into this old woman. Her hair becomes silver. The silver is kind of the representation of like defeat, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Howell has a transformation of his hair color as well. He used to be blonde, confident, perfect, but he becomes black because he's he's tired. He's he feels the evil overwhelming him with with Calcifer's demon like properties to him, become making him become more not human. You know, he's becoming this demon bird thing or whatever the fuck he's turning into because it's so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's a representation. He's he's in his low, she's in her low, right? They're both in their lowest point. He's exhausted from fighting this war and whatever the hell he's doing. And she's in this low because she's just not confident. But they both build each other back up. And then they both keep that look. You know, They keep looking like that they, because it, it's a representation of who they were and what they've gone through. You know, And right. I love this idea that they're, they're both weak and strong at the exact same time. You know, like they're – Whatever magical properties they have, and also that they they they've gone through shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm blurting out stuff. I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, How's Moving Castle obviously is our top. Yeah, I <laughs> for obvious and reasons. I, I, I know people are will usually choose Spirited Away, and most people that don't even like movies, Studio Ghibli film, or maybe people that don't like anime. Like Spirited Away, it's almost like a. It feels like a right. Disney film for to people for some reason. Even though I feel like like right, House of Castle or Castle in the Sky feels more way more like that. a Disney film. <laughs> right, I was just going to say that when I watched House Moving Castle, the music. Oh my god! Just I even talked about the like, music. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get you on that topic. I mean, the song is just gorgeous. It has and yeah. it, this the like the the piano in it. Like it just feels like. Um, the Magic. music in all Studio Ghibli is so yeah, good. Yeah, it is. It all is. But Howl's Moving Castle really sticks with you. Mm -hmm. I think I can't talk about Howl's Moving Castle anymore. 10 out of 10. Would would hey. do again. Probably have done it. We'll do it again soon because I have it. <laughs> I've watched it probably 10 plus times now. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Let's let's finish off with our. Uh, okay, so we have to finish off with our least favorite um, Studio Ghibli, or yeah, Studio right. Ghibli that you've seen. We're not going to talk crazy about it. We're just going to say what it is. Okay. Three, two, one. The cat the returns. Wind rises. Oh, what? Really? Oh, really? What the fuck? The wind rises yeah. is so good. You know what? Fuck it's the cat so returns. Fuck when long. Marnie was there. Fuck when Marnie was there. Oh, you hate that, that movie, movie. Fucking was stupid That's... and boring. It has some cool imagery. The lighthouse not... was cool. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. It was just so boring, dude. I mean, the ending was kind of cool. So was. 
So was The Wind Rises. It was so long. It, it feels long. That movie felt like five. Yeah, if you can't keep me entertained where you're only one, it might only be an hour and a half, but it feels so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really doesn't have a lot to, to it. You know, there's not a lot of meat to right. it compared to all it, the other Studio Ghiblis. Right. Yeah. So that's that was that's my feeling on it. It just didn't keep me as entertained as as everything else. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you're if I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie, I'm going to enjoy it. But can't enjoy that. I shit. did not enjoy that one. Nope. So it's, it's still sure. a good movie. I'll say that. It's just not as fantastical or great as a lot of other Studio Ghibli films. Like when Marnie was there, I think it's boring. Uh, really doesn't get a point across well. Uh, it, it goes on for way too long. And she's a lesbian to her aunt grandma. Thing. Oh yeah, and that the, the, I don't understand what the message was or what they were trying to say or uh, what what actually was happening. <laughs> I really didn't. Yeah. I was so confused on the entire situation. Was she falling in love with her? Was she? Does she care about her? Like I don't. I don't yeah. under, entirely understand. It's a great concept. I like the idea of it. it. And if you understand it, please let us know. I'd love to have an open conversation yeah, about just, when Marnie was there because I just walked away from it and I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> I remember I re- after I watched it, I read a summary on it, and the guy kind of didn't even – whoever wrote it didn't sound like he knew what the fuck it was about. I was like, dude, you didn't explain anything. I didn't know what what's happening. All right. Well, Damn. fuck that movie. <laughs> so so easy just to say, oh, fuck that movie. Yeah. When it's like probably like like 12 people's like favorite <laughs> – Literal absolute yeah, I mean, favorite whatever. freaking uh You you twelve people you do you, you know. <laughs> All right. All right, well. So to finish this off, uh-huh. my my meme uh-huh. Wow, you actually remember you have a meme? Yeah, it's a studio ghibli meme. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, I like how you you give uh, like really specific memes and I'm gonna give oh I'm always gonna give like a meme like you're always gonna give Beetlejuice. <laughs> Moving on. My favorite me, my meme for this week. It's kind of dated. It's from 2018, but it comes up on my Facebook feed every once in a while, and people will share. It and I'm like, you don't know what this is from. It's from House Moving Castle, and it says me in my 20s, and it's a screenshot of Sophie as an old lady, and it says it's not easy being old. <laughs> The fuck? It kills me. I love it <laughs> so much. Funny. <laughs> I relate to it. I relate to it very hardcore, <laughs> and also I love Sophie. <laughs> uh, my meme is uh, a man uh, oh, God. that deserves everything. Um, oh my gosh. He's a man that uh, has worked hard for his money. He's a... Uh, a literal YouTube star. Uh, some might call him a YouTuber. Uh, he he loves uh, food, and he's extremely fucking large. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, I'm talking about airsoft fatty baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
Airsoft Fatty is like a, a, just like a, a genuine little sweetheart, but he's just so every it, just his mannerisms are just the funniest fucking thing on the planet. Just the way he approaches stuff, and his comedy's pretty good. He's getting good. Like he understands he's a meme, and he's approaching that meme strong, you know. And I like that shit. If I if I ever become a meme, which I probably won't, because I'm a giant piece of shit, <laughs> I will totally approach it like him. Fat and cute. See, does that fit me? Perfect. Sure. No. She says sure. <laughs> I said no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that that concludes this blowing bubbles episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you don't shit on us too much for liking certain movies more than others. Uh, and if you do, so be yeah, it. Yeah, you know? we're just fucking blowing bubbles here, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't put Spirited Away on my list. It just <laughs> I, didn't I knew, hold the same. I knew you were going to still be thinking about that <laughs> ever since I said well, it. Well, I'm actually. I was number one is Spirited Away. Thinking about. I was thinking about my neighbor Totoro. What? How? What is? What is it? Number five I'm for you? S- I'm sorry, guys, that it wasn't number higher up, but I just don't like it as much as the other. Was it ones. number five for you? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? At least it's on your list. The most yep. iconic character. It's my list, not yeah. yours. Ha-ha. Yeah, get off our list, bro. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're Let out. us know what your list is. <laughs> yeah, leave a, com- See you leave next a comment time. down below with your list, dog. Like this video. Like this video. Comment. Smack that fucking bell. <laughs> And don't forget to fucking subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. Uh... Uh, Zoom, um, Skype, <laughs> Discord. Join our Discord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, jo- join right, our board on Trello. Uh, just keep going. <laughs> oh, follow us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for blowing bubbles. Yeah, with thanks us. for blowing See bubbles, bubbles with them poppies. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm bringing the poppies in. All right, let's cut this out. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, God.